0: Yeah, so what had happened was, is I walked in the locker room one night and called Davy Boy, who did not smoke, getting lit cigarettes from dynamite and throwing them inside the snake bag. So the snake would be pissed off and bite me. Oh, really funny? No, not funny. Not funny. <laughs> not funny. So I said, "Okay, motherfuckers." <laughs> Couple of nights later, I'm not the type of guy that would do revenge, <laughs> but I did see a hungry Late dog. And, you know, those those hot dogs at a wrestling show is not the best thing to feed an animal. <laughs> you know, especially seven or eight of them with chili. Oh. And it looked like chocolate to me, but it may have been X-Lax. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I loaded that motherfucker up. And then, oh, brother, I timed this shit. They took it back to the hotel. he wanted to go outside, man. Do you think they want to take him outside? Fuck that fucking dog. They're going to the bar. I go over to the room. I go. Hear him spray that shit. And I let him cool down. I go back to the door and bammer on it again. <laughs> and he's fucking coating her whole room and shit. Oh yeah. Classic. Oh yeah, it was great, man. I mean I'm outside in the fucking I heard, I heard him come in about two o'clock too. Fucking motherfucking dog! You fucking piece of shit! You, no idea. Shit all over the fucking beds. No idea. I did it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a pro. Duh.
1: You're coming through. Roger that patch visual, my location. Subject
2: entering lingerie store.
1: Hi. Hey, hi. hi. So, you want some lingerie for your wife?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not really experienced in this. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm experienced. You know, I don't want to come in here and look stupid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Should have gotten our watch. Robert Run. Clayton Dean was innocent. Freeze there. Times 10. We have reason to believe that Mr. Zavitz may have passed sensitive materials to you. you got what kind of
1: materials? Sensitive, sir. Let's get into his life. Hey, have you bugged it, Mr. Dean?
0: Move to audio three. Yeah. He was unsuspecting. Hey, hey! In the wrong house?
2: Hello? Oh, Eric.
0: He was unaware. You are the only woman in the world for me. You and Janet Jackson. Coming your way over now. What he doesn't know. I'd like to report a break in. Could kill him.
1: Request immediate keyhole visual tasking, maximum resolution. he's on your six o'clock. You have something they want. Two targets, rooftop. I don't have anything. Maybe you do and you don't know it. You're a threat now. To whom? Everyone you know. Targets on the move. A name, a phone number? No, nothing. He didn't give me anything. Whatever federal agent you had following your.
0: Stay exactly where you are
1: use every means possible to get what we need.
0: From Jerry Bruckheimer. Get the cat.
1: What's the cat's name?
0: Babe. Producer of The Rock.
1: Come here, baby. Woo! Baby, come here. Come, come here.
0: A film by Tony Scott.
1: The target is on 21.
0: Director of Crimson Tide. Just about
1: me. 20. Do they know me? 19. Who is that? 18. He jumped to 17. Do they know me? I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Will Smith. You're one of them, aren't you? Former conspirer.
0: Switchy, Swiggy, Gene Hackman, this man, this is our problem. You live in another day, I'll be very impressed. It's not paranoia when they're really after you. Don't stop it now! Enemy
1: of the state. What the hell is happening? I blew up the building! Why?
3: Because you made a phone call!
4: new blood rising podcast we're back yep it's on it is it is recording we're back yes um we're coming back it has now been how many weeks since we recorded a lot a lot much much has passed a, a maybe new president-elect i say maybe because things keep coming up that <laughs> seem to make it very sound very
2: interesting six weeks <laughs> ahead of us I,
4: I, yeah. exactly merry christmas uh, or Hanukkah, Hanukkah, or, or Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, or if you're
5: yeah, have a crazy Kwanzaa, or
4: or if you're into the whole uh, Wookie Life Day thing. Oh, Life Days, you know up. that's yeah. also out there. But um, <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, I'm William Rinkin, joined of course by Jason Kiesler via Skype. Hello, everyone. Charlie Sabil in studio,
2: bah humbug.
4: <laughs> and also via Skype, our buddy Martin Dixon. How are you?
2: I'm doing very
4: well, thanks. It, like I was saying, good to be back. We're um, we're going through ECW. Now we're heading into – we're finishing up 98. Can you believe we're about to finish a calendar year here with uh, November to Remember 98, which uh, is the second one now we will be watching. We saw right. November Remember 97 not too long ago. So it's interesting. We're coming off that heat wave, which was an amazing card. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely phenomenal. And now we're heading into – We'll see. I don't know. This is an interesting show. I'll I'll be curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. But um, first thing we wanted to talk about is last episode, we had the opening, and it came to us after we would recorded. That's why we couldn't talk about it. But we had... uh, I'm going to say live from Target, but may have been from the Waffle House for all I know. But um, uh, We (laughs) had had the all-star. We we had the franchise plugging the New World Rise uh,
6: podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who knew we were wrong about our own name this entire time? (laughs) Thank you, Shane Douglas, for straightening that up.
4: So I want to talk about how this came about. I believe it came about over, I think it was over Thanksgiving weekend was when... Yeah, eleventh uh, of November. I, yes. When, uh... Okay. So okay. So I remember I was at um I was at my in laws house and I I, I got out to take a shit in the middle of the night and I was like all right well what's going on in the email I was like Martin sent me an email what's this and he was like and I and you said I love our fans I'm like what the hell is this and I look at it and I'm like there's Shane Douglas looking just utterly defeated in a in a <laughs> in a booth of some kind saying <laughs> saying the New World Rise and I didn't get it at first I was like oh. Well, he's plugging some other podcast, but it sounds like ours. No, 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 that was supposed <laughs> to be ours. So, Martin, yeah. we, as good as it gets. Martin, tell us more about how it came about because I, I want to start with the source.
5: Yeah, uh, well, uh, the the subject of the email I sent you all of our fans was uh, was at because that comes came from uh, Carl Grice, who got in touch with me on Twitter. He met Shane at a uh, signing um, mm. at like a, a con and he's a, a listener to the show, and completely off of his own back, without any cajoling from me or financial reward, he got Shane to do that for us. Um, awesome. He sent me the link, and I couldn't not like, share it, because I was astounded that someone thought we were good enough to, to do that, to, to get Shane to plug a show to plug our show, considering how nice we've been to him over these last few weeks and months.
4: <laughs> oh, we're going to be very nice to him over the next couple of shows, too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yeah, um, huge, huge thanks, Carl. Like I said, we couldn't... We, the heat wave was already in the can, so we couldn't thank him on air
2: right.
5: that time. But I just want to thank him so much for doing that.
4: It really was. Because it's one of those, when
5: you realise that people actually do care about the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Or the stuff that you're a part of. Just, just lifts the mood entirely. Just makes it all so worthwhile.
4: I'll tell you guys. I was because I I remember like thinking like that's when you really feel like you've kind of arrived as a podcast. And I say arrived in quotation marks because I mean let's face it. We've we've probably we've we've had a good audience for a while. But to have a wrestler like an actual talent like plug a.
2: I guess do a plug for our show, but even though he gets the words, a, that's the perfect way to do it. The way he, the way that Shane did it, uh, considering the you know the way we are with him, yes. I, I wouldn't really have it any other way. Uh, we always talk about like what what are the highlights for us outside of recording the show and the listenership and like who retweets us and stuff like that between yeah. the pro wrestlers. This is up there. This is a oh, top three yeah. uh, easily. Yep.
4: Because, you know, you can. Um, th- I've seen some other podcasts that have these. And, like, I remember, like, I saw one that had Kurt Angle, and I was like, man, that is not that well known of a podcast. How'd they do it? And um, I remember there were others I had seen too, and I was like, "Damn!" And there are some that you can pay to have like them say something. Like Jake Roberts is one, which I'm—I've almost pulled the trigger on like three times just for him to <laughs>
2: pull the trigger. And Jake Roberts—that's just, <laughs> just—that's
4: Jay- Jason nailed it when he talked about him doing that story time. Like they need to do the story that we. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The bulldog story? <laughs> no, oh, that one. That's <laughs> yeah. another one. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> the
6: hot dog story. Yeah, right. yeah, kielbasa. Like, just, I feel really bad for the Korean animators that would have to do that. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: have you guys, have,
4: did I, pl- I can't remember if you got, have you guys heard it where Jake talks about the, the, uh, the rib he did on the, on the British bulldogs, bulldog? Matilda. On Matilda. Matilda.
6: Wait a minute. He was pranking Bulldogs?
4: Yes. Okay.
2: you you, you, got to tell it now. Um,
4: I was thinking for a second if I could just pull it. Nah, it would take me too long to pull it up. Basically, I might have to put it at the head of this. So if this is at the head of the show, you guys have already heard this, but just to break it down, basically, Jake. Well,
2: Remember, Bulldog was throwing cigarette butts in in Damien's. Yeah, okay. That's that's the
4: setup. That's the setup. So they were pranking him with Damien. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to get him back, and what does he do? Like <laughs> they've got Matilda in, the, in their hotel room, right? And they're not in there. And yeah, wh- Bulldog's out partying.
2: Yeah, what does he give the dog? He's he's like sneaking like kielbasa's uh, like under the door. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> 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 and then he and he, but he put like laxatives yeah, inside of them. Yeah, yeah, and Matilda just keeps eating them and eating them, <laughs> and and then like Jake waits like twenty minutes. And, and then just all of a sudden just bangs on the door as loud as he can. And he and this is the way he describes it. He, he hears... <laughs> and,
4: like, the dog just shits everywhere. Everywhere. Every time he knocks, it starts barking. And then just immediately shits. Just... <laughs> so, like, I, and I don't... Again, Man. like, you guys are... By this point, you've probably already heard it if it's on the head. But, um... Jake says, like, I... I I don't know if he says that they come home and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it is. It sounds like the most awesome prank in the world. It really does.
2: Jake Roberts' pranks are mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't fuck with Jake. Yeah.
6: So. That could have been a lot worse considering he travels with like a, you know, almost a 200-pound snake. He could have, hey, you want to see something fun? I'm going to prank your dog by feeding it to my snake. Oh, <laughs>
4: It'll be fun to talk about Jake later on. Um, oh, yeah. It's going mean, be <laughs> oh, really God, cool. Yeah. I, I can't wait. But um, I wanted to definitely get that business out of the way, definitely thanking Carl and everything. I think that's just fantastic. Oh, and, and uh,
5: uh, one last thing Carl also gave me is an interesting side note. I'm checking through what he gave me. Um, Shane refuses to sign the Dean Douglas part of the WWE encyclopedia.
4: Right. Oh, no. Okay, so, Martin, I'm glad you brought that up because I asked him. I was like, can you tell me anything about, like, the, when you did it, like when you went there to, um, here we go. Uh, it was at a local British wrestling show that I attended called Hope Wrestling as we queued up for the, uh, uh obligatory, like, it looks like 10, 10 pounds, uh, signed photo and selfie. I blurted it out that we were out front any chance you could record for the podcast after it ended i recorded the soundbite with air i didn't have the heart to correct him (laughs) we then had a good 20 minute chat about things in his day stories etc some key bits he refused to sign as you just pointed out martin Sign people's dean douglas entries in the encyclopedia he still hasn't come to terms with bam bam and candido's deaths he hates dixie and vince Bill Watts was his favorite to work for. He hates modern-era wrestling and where is the sport is going. Um, Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette are two alike, and that's why they hate each other. Anything else, just ask. I, I, I will definitely take him up on that offer at some point to find out more. Than-
6: <laughs> so you you have a 20-minute conversation with a stranger, for all intents and purposes, and you bring up, you know, I still haven't gotten over these guys' deaths. That's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. Jesus. It's
2: it's pretty sad. I think it's in November to remember. There's a backstage video promo with the triple threat. And Shane Mm -hmm. drops a line that he wants to leave wrestling better than he found it or something. But he says, where we're going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And uh, Candido and Bam Bam, I believe, are dead within the next five, six years. I'd say five. Yeah. Easily. Uh Candido goes first. I know that.
5: Candido goes, I think, in 2005, and I think Bigelow is 2007.
2: Okay, so a little okay, bit so, but yeah, still. But like, they don't yeah. even have that 10 years that Shane no. was talking about. So that was a little but melancholy. No,
4: Jay, no, but, Jay, that's a good point. Like, all of a sudden, like, ah, it's going to be time to open up here. Ah.
2: <laughs> 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 that, uh,
4: that's
6: like if you go to Scott Steiner's Shoney's for the breakfast buffet, and he just comes up, and you're just randomly grabbing some silver dollar flapjacks, and he just goes... You know, sometimes steroids make you think crazy things, man. You're just like, holy shit, you know, that, that didn't happen to me, but you know, it's only a three and a half hour drive away. It could You
2: ever had fried lemonade? <laughs>
6: <laughs> that, that I think would be a fun trip. We should do that. Just drive down to see if he's there well, that's and a good idea. just have a complaint and someone secretly film it and see how it goes. <laughs>
4: He belly-to-belly suplexes somebody out of the place.
6: I'll I'll take it. I can can handle it.
5: After uttering the words, I I would like to speak to the manager. Just the siren goes off.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You you don't leave leave a tip, and he comes over and gives you a lecture on percentages, and you just (laughs) simply can't help but smile. (laughs) You're going to leave a 106% tip. (laughs) all I had was orange juice and coffee, then you tip 12 bucks, damn it.
4: Uh, <laughs> the, siren, the sirens going off is fantastic. Especially if he of the Wouldn't it be great if you saw him putting on the chainmail? Like the chainmail, like the headpiece thing.
2: <laughs> Puts <laughs> on the sunglasses. <laughs> and then does the, the bicep kiss. <laughs> it's
6: good to be back. <laughs> it, refills your coffee, immediately drops and does push-ups. Jesus, he's got a tiger in
4: here.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> he's got a t- It'd be so awesome if you could
4: remake The Hangover instead of Mike Tyson have Scott Steiner because of the Tiger. That would be <laughs> <enough>. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive into this here. November to Remember '98. We're coming to you from the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. Crowd of about just under six thousand, about fifty eight hundred. Buy rate about .21, which we've said is about par for the course um, for a lot for some of our early ECW shows here. We start off in the back, or not in the back, really, I mean in the parking lot, with Jack Victory saying that New Jack got what he deserved repeatedly while uh, Lance Moore walks with him. Who's the guy interviewing him? I don't even know. Or Lance Wright. It's Lance Wright. isn't? I always write Lance Moore. I don't know why. But um, who's the dude trying to interview him? Who's that? I
5: have no idea.
4: Some guy. Jerry (laughs) Russo. Jerry Russo, whatever his name. I'm just making that up. But Jerry Russo trying to get a few words out of him. But then New Jack appears out of nowhere and clubs him with a pipe and proceeds to just utterly destroy
2: him. Wrestling's real, you
4: know. Denzel's buddy was not impressed. No. <laughs> so the the pipe shot to the knee just looks absolutely brutal. Like it it, it looks something out of like Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Like it's Why? that. <laughs> New Jack is then cuffed and taken away in a cussing frenzy. Like, it is hysterical. Just At, <laughs> least, try to bleep. <laughs> At
5: least the bleep machine works this time.
4: <laughs> but then Joey welcomes us to the show and runs down the car. And main event sounds pretty badass. All of a sudden...
2: Oh, man. What a running <laughs> thread this turns out Oh, to be. yeah.
4: Terry Funk emerges from the rafters with a graduation cap on.
6: I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he took that shit literally.
6: <laughs> All right. I, I don't know many professors that wear graduation caps. I mean, that's, that, what's up with that? That's
2: what I'm
4: saying. <laughs> Funk stumbles to the ring and makes Joey basically reintroduce him <laughs> to ECW. So, uh, so, asshole, give me the mic. He... Once he drops that first asshole, it's like the floodgates open for him to just to start dropping any cuss word he wants. Um, so then he says he wasn't invited in November to remember and refers to Paul Heyman by his, by his kayfabe name, which I think is hilarious, that he calls him Paulie Dangerously still. Because I just keep imagining, every time I hear Paulie Dangerously, I think of mullet, phone, suit, Steve and Medusa. Austin. Medusa. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> in that order. Um, he says, "Funk you, Tommy Dreamer, you stinking pile of shit."
2: That's the best line. <laughs> <laughs> you stinking pile, uh, you filthy stinking right, pile yeah. of shit.
4: Tommy finally comes out, <laughs> which is to Joey's delight. I love the look on Joey's face when he finally is like, "Thank oh, God," because I don't think Joey knew how long
2: this was supposed to take place.
4: <laughs> I want to know if Shane Douglas helped script this promo because this sounds like right up his alley in terms of. How you deliver one of these, like, I'm important ECW promos.
2: You people forgot about me. Tommy
4: says he gave Terry what he wanted. Terry then uh, says he should slap
6: Tommy like his wife and daughters, which I was like, good God.
5: Yeah,
6: I mean. It's like advocating domestic domestic abuse, roll intro credits.
4: (laughs) That's whenever we would watch Walk the Line, like in the theater, it was one of the best Dave comments ever when – (laughs) It's when June and John are on screen. (laughs) He's like, bitch, get away from my methamphetamines. (laughs) Toss him back a couple more pills. (laughs) But anyway. um, And then, like, this is what I thought was weird. Normally, I felt like this would get a lot of good heat. There was no heat from that comment. Like, nobody was like, oh, you're a big heel for saying that. I don't think
2: they knew what to do. No. Because people love Terry Funk. They cheer for Terry Funk. And then he says something like that.
4: I thought this was interesting to you know, because we know this now. Like, I mean, I don't know how much this was back then. It's risky when you take the legend and make them a heel
2: because it doesn't always work because the crowd's like, no, we no. love him. Like, like, there comes a point where you've been in the business for so long that you're not going to get like booted. that's why
4: I admire Chris Jericho now. Jericho's man, best, he has pulled best it off, run. best run. And we talked about it, no, I haven't watched a ton, but I will watch some of the things he's doing because damn, is it entertaining, mm-hmm. very, very good. All right, so. We go to the intro video package here. Good stuff coming out of it. We've got an an interesting opener here.
2: Oh, just real quick. One last thing that he said to Tommy Dreamer that I just thought was wonderful. You piece of shit. I love you.
6: Can't There's that. a lot of man love between these two that, that comes out awkwardly like that over I, the, the I next remember, two pay-per-views.
4: Remember somewhere around 03 we had to entertain some Latvian fella down there in downtown Charleston and I remember like he just would get hit. He would he was a big drinker, of course. I mean he's you know he was Latvian. Of course. But I remember is like uh <laughs> He he was like Ed, Ed, his name was Edgar He was like, Edgar, what's going on? I was like, I hated you and it was like, oh, well, Ed, I got you a drink. I love you <laughs> on a dime. It was <laughs> just throwing those out. I, I did love. I did love them. This made me laugh so hard. Our one buddy was like, so do they drive on like the left side of the road there? And I was like, that's England, dude. Like, and immediately like just shut it down. I was like, why would you ask? Is that the first thing you're going to ask? Slavia, huh? They drive on the other side there too, huh? And yeah, that went over well. It's <laughs> not. Son- Three men and a little lady. (laughs) 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 I love you. Anyway, all right. So, Blue Meanie and Supernova are taking on a new tag team for us here. Roadkill, the uh, the The, angry angry Amish warrior. Thank (laughs) you, thank you. And Dastardly Danny Doring. Triple D. Triple D. (laughs) Not the not Guy Fieri either. (laughs) Fieri. (laughs) Guy Fieri. Half the fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, he's sucked. I'll
2: eat it. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck it.
4: (laughs) So, I'm excited. I want to talk about Roadkill. What do you guys think of seeing these two guys?
2: I'm excited. Uh, I always love Danny Doring and Roadkill. Like, this is a great tag team from ECW.
4: I I like Roadkill a lot. He's awesome. He looks like a guy who could be out there now.
2: He looks like if Curly was a wrestler and went with an Amish gimmick. Like, that's that's, what, oh, totally, like, that's
4: what did you guys think, Martin? Martin, what did you think of uh, seeing Roadkill and, and Dastardly Danny? I had
5: no prior knowledge of Danny Doring whatsoever, and I, I, for some reason, I knew Roadkill just tangentially. How these two <laughs> exactly. are a partnership? <laughs> just it's beyond me.
4: I know that's the thing that makes no sense. Because yeah,
5: because you've got Almish Roadkill. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He might be a homosexual, Danny Doring, <laughs> because they, they they make lots of. Johny likes to make allusions to the fact that Danny Doring might be
2: gay. The G spot sweep.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets all the like. It's funny. It's like I was thinking Val Venus the whole time. I was like, so this was the answer. Hmm. This was your answer to the. Uh... Wow.
6: Okay. But
4: anyway, Jason, what did you think of these two fellows?
6: Um, I thought that this was a fantastic way to kick off ECW Showcase Spectacular of the year. Uh, <laughs> I was
4: thinking that too,
6: <laughs> and, and it was on a, a, a Triple D's tights. I was trying to see what it said because Joey brings it up, but it looks like it's something that says just that hung um, or something like that. Like it, it I, the the word hung is is clearly there, yeah. which is really funny, um, but just. Like Martin said, you know, I, I'd love to see the backstory of how these two hooked up. Oh and, yeah,
4: totally. Because
6: we're gonna get him a character-wise.
2: Shows. There should be a crossroads at some point.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes. I, then again, who knows what kind of what kind of Amish uh, group this guy comes from? Chicken. Yeah. True.
6: And Charlie's right. Like Roadkill would fit. Or I think it would fit in perfectly today. Yeah. I mean, he looks yeah. like almost every other independent wrestler that's not skinny.
4: Especially that movie does where he he does his kind of. I call it his kind of thing of old school where he goes, you know, he kind of walks awesome. on the top, right. but then he wave, he does that yep. wave. And then he dies. I'm like, that's there's something to it. It's quirky, but it works. Um, it's a
2: very eighties WWF character.
4: Yes. He was like, yeah. like, Mr. Hughes had a rival. Yeah. It would be him.
2: <laughs> man, that is a boss man nails type
6: opening match. Yes. Oh God. The suspenders,
4: go. <laughs> suspenders and, uh, hats.
6: I love what, uh, at some point what Joey says uh, about roadkill, and he goes. He's from Langston, Pennsylvania. That's one hell of a long horse and buggy ride here to New Orleans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does he get from yeah. town to town?
4: <laughs> so, before we get too deep into this, right off the bat, we've got. Um, it ain't over. <laughs> it ain't over. Here comes here comes Terry Funk back to ringside, and he's just being just such a dick. Yeah. Just a big asshole.
2: And the fact that the camera keeps. Focusing on him
4: right, that's, when, there, when yeah. there
2: is a good match here.
4: This is my biggest critique of this match, <clears throat> is the directing uh, of this match. It's very, very poor in terms of where they decided to go with the video. But um, he assaults the timekeeper and decides to take on those duties, along with, I guess, commentating to himself, you know, for this match. So the action, this is pretty solid. The winner, it's going to, Nova and Me- you are going to end up picking up the win here, but... Um, it's a pretty solid, like I like this match. I, I think it's a pretty good opener. You know, like it we've seen obviously some good, you know, high, more high octane ones, but Nova's fantastic. I love watching he's him I always thought he was one of the most
2: underrated wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, he does this move. I don't know how effective it is, but it looked cool. He did a leapfrog leg drop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like, okay. right, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you said, uh Roadkill did the old school, and Joey Stiles called it the Amish Taker. Yeah, yeah.
4: What's funny it's is like we see a people's leg drop. People's like, like I think we see another people's move later, later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah.
6: They're ripping off the. Rock well, this right was far. and, the, and this, this was like two weeks before Deadly Games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
4: The the thing I I find ironic about that is, and we'll we'll talk about it. There are multiple times tonight where mm-hmm. Joey's like that move will wind, that move will find its way on a Monday night. I guarantee it. So sick, it. and so that. it's like. And I guess that people's leg drop thing is just uh you know that's just something you guys came up with and they yeah. stole they stole two. it's like
5: it's like those Joey Styles cliches that I've grown to hate from this because
2: you can almost guarantee there's no pretty blue mats right outside. yep why would you brag about that? We love hurting our wrestlers. Put a mat out yeah. there I, I don't get that right. like, what what would be the well it just
5: why? makes them seem more legit, doesn't it
2: yeah. I, in theory maybe. <laughs> But I don't, I don't understand that logic at all. Yeah. If we don't put mats out for our employees, fuck them. Oh, yeah. His commentary, like, that, that's one thing I don't think so far
4: has aged as well Is his commentary. There are bits of it that are really solid. Like, there are a couple matches that he's going to call very, very well. I know on, on this card, or maybe on guilty as charged. When he
2: sticks to the match. Yeah, exactly. At hand. Yeah. It is the... Arguably the best commentary that you could
4: get at the time. I feel like when he tries to be Paul Heyman is where he loses. Like, he tries to emulate him with, like, I'm going to be the circus guy here. I'm going to be the guy who's trying to sell you on why ECW is so good. It's like, I think the guys in the ring are taking care of that. So why don't you just talk about that? Yeah. And that'll take care of that. So
2: um, Blue Meanie does an awesome moonsault.
4: Yes, he does. Man.
2: Yes, yeah, he does.
6: Perfect. That crowd be more more surprised by Roadkill's splash than they were, you know, like most dude, of the time looking at the and yeah. they're more like, holy
2: shit. Are we dude. talking about the splash that it didn't look like he could it come anywhere near yeah. landing? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is that in this match or is that next month? That's both. He does it okay. in both. Okay. Man, and, and you can tell when you look at him that he doesn't even know if he can do it. Yeah. Like, yes.
5: there's, a, there's a massive... Uncertainty across the
4: board. <laughs> there is, is that well? and normally, as we saw with Brock shooting star, when that moment of uncertainty hits, that's when dangerous things happen.
2: Probably shouldn't do it.
4: Thank God this Which, guy was just doing a splash. We see I mean, Sabu
2: do this through both. Shows. Wait a minute! No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do i I'm going to do a step jump, jump moon salt. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, let's talk about Funk is still involved in this oh, match. Yeah. He slaps around Blue Meanie, then gets decked for his troubles. Funk like. <laughs> Did, he i he got a drive. message
2: for you from Justin Hart Bradshaw. Goodness, <laughs> 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 I don't want
4: it. I don't want it. Uh, he decides. Isn't it to is like some weird
5: thing where JBL can send ideas through time. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he supplanted that thought in Terry Funk's head from 2005.
6: And John Bradshaw Layfield was just hoping to make the final leap home. <laughs> <laughs>
4: J- oh boy.
6: He's just got a hologram, Ron Simmons, that he's the only one that can see. That's yeah, awesome. Oh, <laughs> Ron
2: Simmons with the freaking thing in his hand? Yes. Yeah. With Ziggy. I'm yeah. trying to talk to Ziggy. <laughs> damn it.
6: Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Just, he's got J- the cigar J- in the other hand. JPL Quantum Leap. He wakes up in Marilyn Monroe's body. I gotta sleep with Kennedy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, that's a Quantum Leap remake. Oh, I love it. The cigar. <laughs> No, hold on, hold on.
6: <laughs> what? All right. So Sam Beck is always saying, "Oh boy." So what would JPL mean?
2: Uh, Muggle, probably Do a I racial
6: know. slur. Oh, no. <laughs> or them in the shower, muggles. You like using dial? <laughs>
4: I tell you, that's why I always use that guy as a bailiff in uh wrestle court. So things got real sour, it's like I was gonna take you the shower in just his boots. Yeah, that's where that's where we're talking about business picking up. Hey Beulah, come over here.
6: <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about your match. <laughs> All right. So- oh, you're gone, sweetie. You didn't take that three D ride. Right. I told you. I warned you.
4: But uh, Funk leg drops himself through the table to give himself a bump. I have no idea why. It's ridiculous. But uh, w- what's funny is uh, he then takes a piece of the table and decides to make a dramatic exit. The problem is the camera, what you were talking about earlier, they decide to focus so much on this that we miss two to three pretty good moves or series of moves in the ring. And I think that's the biggest critique that I, I wrote for this. Is, start
2: watching this match like a whale. Like I'm just listening to sounds.
4: You know, I, I hear a lot of
2: shit hitting the mat.
4: Which, uh, J- Jason, I didn't plug in the mic, the headset, but I was thinking of you a lot of times. I was like, "Oh, I bet that
2: sounds good over the headset." <laughs> a couple of times, there are things
4: you can hear shit. Oh, yes, you do. There are a couple oh, of them. Yeah.
2: There's <laughs> like, I don't remember old, what uh, I don't remember what match it was, but I know I heard a guy in the audience go, "Rip
6: his fucking eye out!" No that was Dan Rackley, probably. That was the extremely aggressive fan. That that was during the Tajiri match.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, any
4: anything else you guys want to? Anything else you guys want to say about this opener? Like, it's okay. It's a pretty good match. I like it's it.
2: Pretty good. And I always yeah. like, yeah, Danny Doring and Road Killer. You would never think that they'd be a good team, but they're they are. They're an excellent tag team, and the BWO they're looks good. competent.
3: Yeah.
4: Even though they're yeah. not really like so much, is the BWO thing kind of faded by this point? They, Feels like the, I don't see how it works. Without it's probably going on more in the WWF right now. <laughs> technically, at the time,
2: what well, is Richards doing? Yeah. Right? He's not doing right the censor yet.
4: No, no, no. He's in the Chop Squad, right. I think. Oh, I think they're doing. No, job Stevie
6: squad. Richards was at this point. I think he was in Raven's Flock and WCW because I know he was there for a bit. This is late '98, Damn. and I'm I
4: I know at some point here is when. Hardcore Holly, or Bob Holly is just Bob Holly,
2: and he's moved over with Al Snow. They will become, he will become Hardcore Holly by St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Right.
4: So, um, immediately following the match show, Terry Funk returns with said piece of table and assaults the winners. He then calls for a double flip off the top rope. He's talked about this also in his promo, that he wanted to do this double, this double flip. Did you catch this? No, but I'm listening. I... It's awesome because I was saying he can't even do one, right? so I can't wait to see this. But he goes to the top row. Now, yeah, the beautiful thing would
5: be is if he went up and then they cut two, like awkwardly cut two footage of like two Cold Scorpio doing that.
2: <laughs> and then A splice. The <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Scorpio's his body double.
4: It's so funny because then, like, um, he, uh, he doesn't do it. Then Paul uh, Paul Heyman comes out with referee security, and they try and calm him down here. Funk cries. He cries. Like, he breaks down and cries for a well, bit. Hold on.
2: What's the story here? Terry Funk wanted time off to go shoot a movie or something. Like, that's mean, what I'm hearing in the conversation. Yeah, that's yeah, what Joe When I looked
6: uh, that movie up, by the way. What? I will. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Was it? Uh, or was it? it? It wasn't Paul, was it? No, no, no. It was... Uh... Heaven I've got it in here. Let me find it. Uh, cool. The movie that Terry Funk was going to make was called Active Stealth.
4: Oh, I, was played- I know that movie.
6: <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to take a guess of what role Terry Funk was? A bodyguard. My dad has that <laughs> security. <movie>. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the head henchman. Uh, this movie has a 3.8 on IMDb. Uh, it co stars Daniel Baldwin yeah. and the guy who played Black Caesar. These are- A.K.A. Frost from, uh, from Dust and, Till Dawn. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah. So I was cracking up. I paused as soon as when when they bring that up, I'm like the trying to watch it. I'm like, no, curiosity is getting the best of me. So I paused it and I looked this up and watched the trailer. It looks like it had a budget of twelves of dollars. It is
3: <laughs> just
5: fantastic. Um, a budget but- of literally something.
6: Yes, yeah. It was like I think the first Kickstarter um, that failed. I want to see, like, when I'm watching Paulie just like begging Terry Funk to calm down, and he's sitting there crying. Part of me was like, why did? It, why wasn't this the follow up to Lesnar Goldberg? Sure, yeah, like, totally, yeah. Just Lesnar like losing it, like not violently throwing people around like the the night after WrestleMania a few years ago, he's but like just people. freaking losing it this way and. I don't know because he had that same beg like it looked literally looked like the same thing where Paul will sit there and beg Brock to not do something where he's like almost on his knees and screaming and crying. I was just like laughing at this. I was like, you just put Lesnar there and this is gold.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. Th- I was hoping. I was hoping you were going to say he was in a remake of Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> <laughs> of
2: course, would <laughs> <laughs> be so. Awesome. They went with Chris Rock. So. <laughs> I know
4: it'd be so awesome to see him that warm, baby or, What was that? Almost an
2: angel, the yeah. Paul Hogan movie. <laughs> 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 with that stupid front cover, but it's yeah. Terry Funk.
6: <laughs> he trails us. He gives us a forever tease. He does. He says, uh,
4: I saw that. I thought it was great. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. But, um, all right, so we finally, that we go to the video now for Bubba and Devon, the Dudley Boys, against Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka with, um, I was telling you this, like, this is when everybody got crazy about Dragula. Like, they loved yeah. this song. All everybody right. loved this song. The sound mixing here is the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> because it really is. the the music drowns out any of Paul Heyman's narration in this to the point where it's like I, I don't mind hearing the song it's a good song and we heard it and over many many movies it seemed it felt like in that 98-99 era but um yeah it, we're setting up a pretty pretty badass match though between these uh, these two tag
2: teams. Yeah, it took me um, a while to figure out what the match was.
4: Yeah, so I, crossed,
2: yeah. I kept crossing shit out. I was like, "No, nope, it's not a tag match." Nope. So
4: basically, the Dudley stole the tag title shot that Balls and Tanaka, you know, had that mm-hmm. they had received, and also along the way, we saw that they got um, like hit numerous times with steel chairs to the point where, as we'll hear later, like maybe this match is sanctioned, or maybe it's not, or maybe it's allowed to happen, maybe it's not. I don't know. They 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 kind of make it more confusing than it needs to be. I feel like, but anyway, that's gonna be a badass match you get to later. Up next, though, we've got Tracy Smothers versus Tommy Rogers. Whew. So, um, of course, Tracy Smothers has the uh, the FBI in tow, but um, Rogers to even up the score brings out Chris Chetty from the what what would they call the, the House
2: of Hardcore? House of Hardcore.
4: That's right. Mm-hmm. Now with um, they also have uh, Ulf, is it Olf Herman? Is that the name? Ulf Herman. This was a weird, again,
5: weird nostalgia thing because um, here in, like, 2001, 2002, there used to be, like, a, a British wrestling show on on British sports radio, hmm. and one of the reasons they got kicked off is because they interviewed Ulf Herman. <laughs> that man has no self-control when it comes to using four-letter language. Oh,
6: awesome. My kind of
4: guy. He, I love he's from Hamburg, Italy. Like, that's yeah. great.
6: Nashville, Italy. I, I became an FBI fan during this little intro. I was like that if you're gonna run with it, fucking run with it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, um well Smothers himself is billed as being from Nashville, Italy.
6: Which Joey does right. not he is not happy about Nashville. That. I he he takes the time to explain the joke for people who may not it's like, you know, they're not Italian except for Guido. I <laughs> the, the the part that's funny that
2: ruins it. Yes. I think to even say that.
4: What also, like, what ruins it, the FBI ruins it for themselves is when Tommy Rich does, like, he, his promos are so dated. He does the, the classic, outdated, sports heat promo, where it's like, this I'm just... town.
2: Yeah, of course. The like,
5: problem is that the Tommy Rogers promo promo that immediately follows it is, like, three times as lame. Oh, yes, because, oh,
2: dude, it's, he starts with our favorite opening line of a promo. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I l- Well, you know. Let me tell you. Yeah, or there's, well, you know, which is Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and then there's, let me tell you something, but Gene.
2: Which is, yeah, <laughs> that's Hulk Hogan, yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> story
6: Tommy Rich is like, this town sucks, your local sports team sucks. And then Tommy Rogers is, this town is all right. The 98 Saints do suck, but I'm going to win tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but like way to uh, endear yourself to this crowd.
4: <laughs> this match is a—it's 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 a decent little second match. It's not—I I wouldn't put it as high up as the first match. It's not an—I don't think it's a bad match necessarily. No, there are some things that I—I I really dig the fact that Tracy Smothers is much more agile than he looks. Oh, he yeah. does like the Liu yeah. Kang bicycle kick at some point in <laughs> this match. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a little strange. Tracy Smothers yeah, in just, Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, get more with the people said, on the dance floor. <laughs> Where I, so,
6: get my composure here. Uh, You're you talking about he looks more agile than, or he's more agile than he looks. Also, just the way he doesn't dance well. Oh. It's really awful. To, or him yeah. being super. That And before we get too far into it, we're, at the beginning, the heel, Tracy Smothers. Tries to start a, a crowd clap, and the only person that walks into it is Maven Prime out there at ringside. Maven. Who suddenly remembers, "Oh, I'm not on his side," and
4: stops. He says, "I play some head games." That's what the FBI does, man. They all, Bueller, watch out, man. FBI plays head games. Watch out for that shit.
6: Um, I'm the master head games, but I learned right. pretty rich.
5: I'm becoming such a fan of the FBI from watching these shows.
4: Do he? Also- it's so. His insiguri, too. Like, he keeps doing that fucking insiguri where I swear, like, Rogers, quit fucking doing that to me, man. You burst my fucking ears from me, piece of shit. <laughs> but, um, I do love that. Joey calls out the Italian leg sweep, but he won't call out the actual Russian leg sweep when Tommy Rogers does it, which I thought was hysterical. Like, he he's so into labeling or having the labels that are gimmick related right. for wrestler, but he won't call. The yeah, actual Russian leg sweep,
2: when just a normal wrestler does it, but is, uh, there's that Italian temper of Tracy Smothers. Yep, go, <laughs> <laughs> Gold, Beulah. We lose somebody.
6: No, he calls out. Joey Styles has a bit where he's like, "Just once, I want to see someone from the FBI have a one-on-one mashup." This is our seventh pay-per-view, and we can count on one hand the amount of matches that ECW's had that did not have some sort of outside interference, so I don't want to hear it. Like, it's just, that's what, it pointed this out to me, and it, this line kind of ruined the the next two shows for me. Just calling out something that seems to be one of the biggest themes in ECW in a negative way really set an awkward tone, uh, because then it really just, like, every match is going to have some kind of bullshit, except for one, over the next two shows, and it, it, it's kind of annoying.
2: You're just yeah. talking about the interference?
6: Yeah, the constant interference. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I totally I've i actually it.
2: become numb to it. Yeah. But I don't yeah. even really notice it to write it down.
4: And it's funny because this is what, like, the WCW stuff we watch, like, this is what the biggest dig was on them. It's like, oh, it's just everything ends in a right. schmaz And it's like, well, the thing is, the only difference here, it actually ends with a pinfall, but there's still a schmaz There's a schmas, of
2: every one of these, these Well, the, the thing that's still so bizarre to me is that there are several instances where the FBI are still trying to distract the referee. Because I did write that down. Right. I was like, "Why even? Why even bother?"
4: Because they it, do see. This is where like they have a fun gimmick, but everything feels out of place. Like the way they run the match is not in current ECW lane. They're running like an early '90s like WCW match mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Because Tommy, and that's right in Tommy Rich's uh, wheelhouse. The the um, uh, the Kamikaze. We've seen Rogers pull this off, and it his just looks mm-hmm. devastating. But of course, Joey makes a dig about Christian. Using that as well, kind of, he takes a veiled dig at him for for using it. But um, Tommy Rogers picks up the win again. I think it's a pretty decent, fairly old school wrestling match here that we saw. Um, again, like I'm, even though Tracy Smothers is clearly got guy past his his prime, so to speak, he does some some remarkable moves. Like I'm really impressed with a lot Did, of the stuff he does.
2: This might be the first time I've ever seen this move. Like in terms of like the year, like not necessarily like, because I've seen it in years since. I don't remember ever seeing the muscle buster before nineteen ninety-eight.
4: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Good call out. Which is a dangerous fucking move, but like you know, I popped for that. And did you ever know that Mabel was in ECW? No.
4: So, nope. okay. so slightest. Let, let's let's And do, he's Italian. Let's <laughs> that <laughs>
2: was <laughs> so funny.
4: Let's dive into the post match here. So Smother shoves Guido afterwards, and it seems like they're about to come to blows. Which one thing they've done very well is they've Anytime they tease this breakup, like the crowd immediately clicks in and mm-hmm. they're ready to see the FBI come apart. But instead, they gang, gang up on Tommy Rogers. Chetty returns to make the save. He had previously run off, mm-hmm. you know, old Herman um,
6: up the uh, up the ramp. Did you get the crowd on this one? No, huh? There's a. It, it's funny because I just thought about the the shield. The first shield Wyatt's where Ambrose just disappears, but oh. Yeah. Um, when Chetty comes running back out, you can just hear some fan yell, Hey, where the hell were you, guy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey. <laughs>
6: that, that was Carl yes. Gra- Carl Grice
4: jumped. He quantum leaped back into 1998 and asked <laughs> on behalf of
6: us, Why the hell? Where the hell were you? He said, guy? <laughs> yeah, you just hear, like, I don't know if it's that, because there's, at some point, <laughs> the like, I don't know. All the, Every camera they have seems to have a microphone on it, so it's picking up everything yeah. yep. that it, any of these people are saying, so I don't know if it's that's something blurred in, but it just the timing goes in. I mean, there's clearly somebody asking him where the hell worry. <laughs> um, before the, the post-match thing, uh, Tommy Rogers does something really cool in the match that I don't think I've ever seen anyone do, and that's tell the ref his foot's on the ropes.
4: Oh, yeah. I didn't see that, no.
6: Yeah, because he goes like, I don't know if he's yelling it because the ref may count and he's not going to kick out, and it's the match that's supposed to end. But I'm sitting here thinking, why don't more people do that, especially heels, because the ref stopped. He stopped his arm midway down for the three and looks up. Like that'd be a perfect heel thing to do. My foot's on the ropes, and the ref stops counting. But I just I've never seen it before and hadn't seen it since. Has anyone else? No, it, it makes total sense. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Sorry, but but here comes Mabel. Well, not, <laughs> you know, but here, loose fitting it's, it's, FBI shirt. It's
4: still goofy here though because Chetty does like this double jump moonsault on Tommy Ridge, and then Rogers counts a pinfall. Why not? I- which is awesome. And then that's when Mabel comes out with this FBI That was his cue. And yeah, <laughs> that's what he was maybe, waiting on. Maybe that's why they did. That's it. what Nelson Frazier was waiting it's on. The in only the thing that he could be triggered by. So Mabel and Herman assault. <laughs> they assault Rogers and Chetty. Um, and I, I, the thing I, I, I hated when Mabel became Viscera because he looked like a human trash bag. Like he, like his outfit, <laughs> yeah. his outfit looked like a hefty bag or something. Like I, I hate it cause that's the all I human kept thinking. Trash bag. <laughs> the human trash bag Viscera. So he gets set up like, right. He sets up Rogers for a splash through a table, which I was like, good God. If he did. T- yeah. <laughs> somebody is not buying the chicken fingers tonight at the somebody else is picking up that man's tab but um all of a sudden now with highway because have we gotten him with highway to hell yet spike coming out Mm -hmm. yes good we get him to come we get uh spike coming out um helps avoid the splash spike does a nice acid drop on both herman and mabel and then gets a pinfall out of that one for good measure too so uh the legend killer, or the legend, not the legend killer, the, the legend of Spike Dudley. Yeah, that's it. Spike Dudley does the, the Randy Orton thing. That would be awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> voices in my... <laughs> it's the November to remember.
4: It'd be awesome. Spike now, Dudley does a punt.
6: I buy, I buy Spike Dudley being able to take these two out. And I'm not saying that like with any kind of sarcasm. Just the way that they built this little guy. First of all, he's a Dudley, so you know he's tough as fuck. I mean, he... With, he's got a pinfall over Bam Bam. He's withstood Bam Bam for eight minutes, you know, so why wouldn't I believe he could take on these these other guys and win? Yeah.
2: That's
4: you right. A up. king of the ring doesn't mean shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. That was 95, man. That year sucked.
6: <laughs> and it looks like Mabel's outfit that he's wearing here looks like it has a sewn-on utility belt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just for, You're right, yeah. That's, modi- thinking back that's motivation to stay in shape. Or, or is' or just it's hiding
4: more ho ho's or something he's got for, yeah. <laughs> for he's,
6: he's in New Orleans, he's got a pocket for Po Boys.
4: <laughs> Alright, so
6: um,
5: I, I had no idea that Mabel like was even like anywhere near ECW. Nope.
2: Oh
4: we'll get another one not we'll too get far as yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh,
2: Oh no, <laughs>
4: we all right, so now we go to a promo with Axel Rotten doing all the talking for um for both uh Tanaka and balls Mahoney. We talked about that match earlier that they're gonna have with the dudleys, and this is where I thought it was interesting he I, I i swear he says this he says if the Dudleys pick up a chair, the match will be stopped I'm like what and I don't know if he if he was trying to like do that like in a, in a hyperbole sort of way like he was trying to build up like you know just how much devastation he had been through But I was like. I don't think there's a slip here, Axel. Please don't yeah. don't create more
2: work for the already complicated enough, right? Uh, but I thought
4: to see Balls Mahoney and uh, Masato Tanaka together looked awesome. Yeah, like this will be a badass match.
2: And I'll give Axel yeah. this. Even if it was a slip of the lip, uh, he it's is good speaking very fast yeah. for like a minute and a half, and he's and if that's the only slip up he had, yeah, then that's well, incredible. He,
4: he does a great promo.
2: Like yes, yeah, all three of those guys together. Like I. I'd be scared to death. Yes. Yeah. Masato Tanaka alone.
6: <laughs> now we all also- well, see. their uh head thing. He starts talking about how banged up they are. He said the New Orleans State Athletic Commission New Orleans he does say the New Orleans State who knew uh Athletic Commission would call the would call the match if it happened. I thought they were going to do another cop-out thing like the the Kane match that was censored yeah. and all the others. I was like just waiting for it. Um but but it never happened. It's like you said. It's like they don't bother to when they do pick up chairs later to do anything.
4: <laughs> Did you guys notice this too? We got a promo for the
2: music album. Finally? Finally. finally, 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 finally. This must. So this is when it came out. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. This is one of the best oh, uh, wrestling band. themed albums ever. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: Except it was full of shitty covers.
2: No, I dis. Oh, I disagree. No, I love yeah. Oh no, I love Kilgore's version of Walk. That thing okay. kicks ass.
6: That that is ass. No, no,
2: it, you're it, you're way off. You're, you're, it's
5: much better than some of those other, you know, wrestling theme albums where they get some horrible session musicians in. Yeah, you got waterhead
2: do doing Enter Sandman. Yeah, which, which even if that absolutely sucked, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I like hear that. that. I did like that. Uh, like then there's kick out the jams by uh, monster magnet, which yeah, you know, it's it's okay. But like those, uh, God damn, you got Bruce Dickinson doing the zoo, the old Scorpions song. Yeah, and I like that one more than the Scorpions version. Right.
4: I would dare say I almost like Motorheads and or Sandman. I almost it's angrier. It's yeah, there's yeah. something yeah. to that. That's really really solid. And I remember like because around this time is when,
2: wait, uh, it
4: which album is it a. It's not Aggression. Which WWF album did they branch out and they started getting? This was
2: probably volume four.
4: Which is the one where, like, Method Man, like, Run DMC?
2: Oh, that's Aggression? That, that is that, Aggression. Yeah, it's okay. Aggression. Yeah.
4: That's what I was also thinking of. I was like, oh, okay, this is one where WWF was like, all right, well, we can go get some. We, uh,
2: we can do better. End theory.
4: Remember the Steve Austin one with uh, Snoop Dogg? Yeah, it was and, terrible.
2: <laughs> if you're down, no, we can say, Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But Run DMC's uh, DX song was the best.
6: Yeah. Well, what ruined, I think what ruined the Aggression CD was Ice-T saying, Pimpin' Ain't Pimpin' Ain't Pimpin' Ain't Easy Solid for seven minutes as <laughs> yes. Godfather and D'Lo walked to the ring at WrestleMania 2000.
2: I don't even think you can find that album anymore. Like, they don't sell that on WWE Shop, on They'll iTunes. sell Volume 3, I bet. Like a oh, champ. Volume 3 was the best That's one? That's the best one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we
4: go to if you talk about overbooking. My God. We're about to head into some, <laughs> some
2: thick water here. So you told me this over the phone. Yeah. That oh, there's Tammy Lynn Bitch. And yeah. I'm like, all right, I don't know what that is, but I had no idea that was Don Marie. It's Don Marie, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: So we've got Lance Storm with said Don well
2: What's the point of this? I,
4: I don't know. Tammy Tammy Lynn bitch or is it Tammy Lynn Bitch? Is that the full Timmy yeah, Lin Lin, ben, which H. B-Y. Like exactly, that's another thing jo- Joey likes to remind us of. Shut that. up, Joey. Versus Jerry Lynn <laughs> with, uh, I, I guess, uh, Sonny. I'm just going to say Sonny. Sun- just, just, just say Sonny. So, all right, so let's, we have other players in this, so let's start. <laughs> this is awesome. My spell check again, Mikey Shipwreck. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> I
2: just noticed I, you it. are Bobby Heenan. <laughs> the WCW I love this. Mikey Shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> Ahoy.
6: Shipper Snapper. He just brings out Tugoda as his heater. <laughs> Ahoy. <laughs> so,
4: uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Sonny are going to be referees. So we have two referees for this match. Um, and, uh, do did they show a video of this beforehand? Yeah, They do. Yeah, it's a, it really is. Cause it seems like, I, I, <laughs> I keep wanting to say shipwreck, Mikey whipwreck and Sonny are kind of on the same page. Kind of. It's weird. Like normally, like distinctly one is like they're polar opposite referees. And that's what makes it interesting. Like one guy counts too fast. The other counts too slow. And blah, 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 but whatever. So, um, all that aside, it's Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn, which is really cool. We're getting into some of um, th- these good matchups in the undercard here, and this is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. I One thing I, I, I was telling, I had told you over the phone, I think Sunny, like, she's the most engaged guest referee I've ever seen.
2: The way she, yeah. like, she's sometimes, I, like... I, I've never seen a, uh, anyone have, like, a ring entrance while they're in the ring. Right. <laughs> 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 she's, like, taking her her shoe off and putting the socks on and the fans are just, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's just putting yeah. socks on.
5: It also cheer any she bends over to count
2: a pin. Oh, oh, it takes away from the match. And her counting, I think it better with it. Her fast Yeah, you count.
5: have Lab Storm and you have Jerry Lynn. You do not need two referees.
2: Uh-huh.
4: No.
5: And one of them clearly in it for herself.
4: So, um, this one is, I mean, it, it is a good matchup. The, They trade off their typical great kind of chain wrestling in the beginning. Same thing we'll say later with RVD when uh, RVD and later on Jerry Lynn will get together. But um, the thing that gets wild is just when we get to the finish here. Mass confusion. Yes. So here we go. Um, Finally, it it, it doesn't, we've been building to this moment, but then we'll just say Don Marie. I'm just going to, just for the sake of making this easier than having to go bitch, sitch, and all this other crap. Don Marie finally gets in the ring and they and her and Sonny finally have the, the what we what every guy you wanted to coming. see. Yep, whatever guy yep. wanted to see. Except Sonny decides to strip her completely down, which again, Thank you, Sonny. They, they <laughs> <laughs> strips her completely down. Mikey gets mad about this. Man. He shoves Sonny. Throws her off the ship. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Walk the plank Go bitch. Right overboard. <laughs>
6: Anchor snapper off the boat. <laughs> Anchors <of> away. <laughs> just Mikey shipwreck. Wrestling that, reality show. You're off the boat, and you just have to walk the plank, and they get voted off. That'd be great. He stuns Don
4: Marie, tries to stun Sonny, then stuns Jerry Lynn. Eats a low blow from Storm, and then has exited from the ring. <laughs> he runs what? a, he runs a ground. Yeah, He runs aground. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of these
3: questions. <laughs> now, when,
6: when you said he tries to stun Sunny, are you talking about where he gives it to her, but she's turning like she's like, I'm not taking it, and he pulls her down anyway? I think yeah.
4: it is awkward. Yeah. No, this is later on. Because he, he tries to do it once to her, and that's when it doesn't happen. But, um, yeah, you're he does do it later to her, and it's hilarious because then... Um, Lance has the pinfall then on Jerry Lynn. She counts a very <laughs> terribly slow count. <laughs> and then stuns, and it's an aw- She does a really good stunner to Lance all yeah. things considered. She does a pretty well-executed stunner. To which then, Mikey returns <laughs> to give the angriest stunner I have ever seen <laughs> to Sonny. Yeah. That you were talking about, Jason. Bash!
2: <laughs> I mean, it looks yeah. It kicks the shit out of her. <laughs> She sells it well too. I
4: think for a good reason. And then Mikey decides yeah. like there's this uh, Jerry Lynn is cradled, Lance Storm is in a pinning combination. He just pushes him so that the cradle reverses to where Storm is in the pinning position and is able to count Lance Storm for the win with a fast. Count. So he gets a parlay. Yeah, he gets
2: a, he gets a yeah. parlay. <laughs> this match is at world's end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: See, you're uh, just thinking Mikey Whipwreck with Paul Burchill's intro coming out on the rope, dressed like Johnny Pe- oh. Depp.
2: You talk about Jerry Lynn whipping out the pedigree? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. What the <laughs> fuck, fuck was pedigree, that?
6: Dude.
2: <laughs> I wrote that down. This looks so awkward seeing a little guy do the pedigree.
6: Yeah. <laughs> what <Where> was that? <laughs> Styles' comment about people co- uh, copying moves there. Exactly. No.
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He remained weirdly quiet on that one. We did not see that before Triple H. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, there's a, I, like what Will said at the beginning. This match should have been a great match, but all the shit fucked it up for me. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Same man.
6: Same.
4: Exactly. I would say the exact same thing. Like these guys didn't need this. And and it just didn't make any sense. Like overbooking is overbooking, but this doesn't make any fucking sense. What the dynamic is between these these like, referees, and
2: why is why is she Tammy Lynn? Pitch? I don't right. I don't understand that. Right. So
5: I think it's one of those because wasn't I think it's a throwback to the feud with Candido. It probably happened on TV, yeah, but for whatever reason, didn't make pay per view, and it's like. I've got my own Sonny kind of thing.
2: It's, just, it's one yeah. thing to call her Tammy Lynn Bitch. It's another thing to introduce a character that's going to oppose her that's name is Tammy Lynn Bitch. Yeah. yeah it's just bizarre. Yeah. But I, I, the thing that's wild is like the
4: crowd was really into all well, yeah. of this. Like the, well, yeah, they had half-naked women right. running around. They were, I mean, it, it's funny, and that's the sad thing is that when you like, you're the you're Heyman and you're seeing this like, well, this is what we need to keep doing. We need to keep fueling this. So it's a it's a wonder why it's not really much a wonder why then there's all this overbooking because it's like, well, it seems to work. They seem to love it. So Let's just keep doing yeah, it.
5: That's the thing I noticed with ECW. It's like every match is there's like a million people on the outside.
6: Mm. Yeah. yeah, everyone's got an entourage. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. All right, well, Heyman Heyman called it at the end of that video like super confusing video package that he said this is going to have more sex and violence than a brazilian porn movie yeah which that's a really awkward way to put something
2: yeah Yeah, a little bit if ecw ever had a brazilian fart porn match (laughs) I I have seen a couple (laughs) That's my recommendation Beulah (laughs) (laughs) Let's show you something
6: Come aboard (laughs) So does Mike Shipwreck have Welcome aboard tattooed on his dick There it is
4: (laughs) Down periscope, I was waiting for it
5: Yeah, God I love that movie Yeah, it's awesome,
4: I love that flick It's, yeah
6: Right up there with Mikhail's name.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Bilko.
6: Right up there with Mikhail's name. Good God of mine.
2: Um, so,
4: we go backstage, and it's more from Terry Funk, who wants to explain some things. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to set the record straight. <laughs> he wants to, he apologizes, I guess, but, stay, but says he wants to walk out and apologize to everyone, but instead he says he's going to go home forever.
6: Forever, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, I'm so sorry. Like he, he makes this weird excuse of why flip, like why he flipped the birds. Yeah, I was clenching my fist so hard, my finger came up. That's what he. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> um, it's like he just got super loaded before the pay per view.
4: Just he definitely <laughs> they were in New Orleans,
6: and Jake, Jake Roberts was there. Probably like, yeah.
4: Oh, so now let's let's shift to another video package. Just incredible slash Jack Victory versus Tommy Dreamer and whoever. We'll see. Um, I, I all my comment is just incredible. Just doesn't give a fuck about anything, and it's awesome. Like I do yeah. love him. I think he the way he is, his trajectory. I really wish he was he had a belt at this point because he deserves it. I think. It, it, I mean, and I keep thinking it's like this guy was out of Montoya. I, I was like, motherfucker! Yeah. Like this guy explode. Like you talk about Sunning Steve Austin going to Stone Cold. Like that is awesome. But this to that for him, They're completely
2: different. Yeah. Well, it goes to the old Austin saying: if you, you just it should be a character that's more in line with your own personality, right. and you can totally tell this is just incredible, PJ Polaco, yeah. whatever you want to call him.
4: <clears throat> I damn. I would say almost, and this is going. At this point, I think he almost has he, he does better with heat than Triple H former click guy does at this time. Mm. Triple H will yeah. get better. He will get better uh, with heat cuz obviously like he was still in the space run yeah. with DX at this point, but previous to that when he was running with DX, I was like I don't I I think Justin Credible's connection with the crowd in terms of getting heat was superior to his. I'm just comparing oh, click and you guys. can just
2: hear the audience when he's walking down the ramp. Yeah. Everyone is yelling at him like I like, he is whatever a punk looks like. That's just incredible. And he's so committed, mm-hmm. like, he yeah. is all in. He's been chewing on the same piece of gum for the last seven yeah. years, and he's got all it, he's just got this weird stable around him. Yeah, uh, it, it is a weird stable, but I, that's one of the things I really like yeah. about it. it, it and general, none of these people make sense.
6: No, no. And none of them wrestle, like, right. none of them are actual wrestlers as far as you know, entering competition. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Like he's he's not he's not like you know Ric Flair with the Horseman just sending other talented people after. He's just got you know whatever the fuck they are.
2: And it's weird just, that they yeah don't, just assaulted kind hangers of assault. on. It's a weird that they don't that they don't make a bigger point. Like Joey Styles doesn't make a bigger point that he's attracting all these different personalities. Like because it's almost cultish. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like these people have nothing in common. What is it about just incredible?
5: He could good. have gotten away having cult of personality as his theme. Yes. And I would buy that, okay. perhaps more than Punk.
2: Possibly. Yeah. yeah.
4: So we got the video package for that. Let's dive in now to a match that we just got previously teased. It's Balls Mahoney, Masado Tanaka versus the Dudleys for the ECW tag team titles. Um, let's start off. Charlie, what'd
2: you think? Like what did you, what are some of your early notes on this? Uh juice. Um uh, it's a good match. Yeah. It's I don't I don't think um, I don't think Tanaka does enough, uh, but that's that's just me. Other than that, uh, Balls Mahoney's frog splash is so good. Yeah, that's one of my first. things, yeah. too was the frog splash. Like, whenever we talk about frog splashes and who did the best one, it's usually between you know Eddie Guerrero or Rob Van Dam. We don't really count the big guys, right? Like and Balls Mahoney, it's like it's like Kevin Owens does a really good one too. Yeah. But and they used to call his the bullfrog splash. Which I thought was great, you know, perfect. He's yeah, perfect, yeah, bigger guy. But they don't call it that anymore. But that's what I always think of when a big guy does it. And Balls Mahoney,
5: but, like, well, when the Hornswoggle did it, they called it the Tadpole Splash. That's right.
2: Balls Mahoney will go to the top rope and jump off of it in like where there's no pads. He'll j- to the outside of the ring, and yeah, that is that looks dangerous every single time. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is pretty good.
4: Um... Real quick, I would say there's a people's elbow in this that is again not not acknowledged by mm-hmm. Joey as being you know ripped off by ECW. So that's but,
2: two in the same paper, right? Yep.
4: Um, Jason, talk about this one a little bit. What did you think of um, this tag title match?
6: All I have is more bullshit. Like oh. it, it's the the shenanigans and stuff with this match just distracted me from it. Like I remember the the people's falling headbutt the bullfrog or the the frog splash um i was wondering why big dick dudley is out there beating the shit out of balls and tanaka and for most of the match axel's just on the other side of the ring like just grabbing his head and and doing the whole oh my god why is this happening i'm thinking why isn't this guy going to help Mm -hmm. um then you know he finally gets involved you know, there's all this clusterfuck going on. Somehow, like, w- with more bad direction, we don't see how Big Dick gets handcuffed to the ring. That's um, true. But he is right in front of a microphone. So you that's hear him, awesome. get me the fuck <laughs> out of here for the it's next eight fucker. minutes. Motherfucker.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
6: it's um, awesome, yeah. Um, then, the, I mean, like, I love the Dudleys. heat. I mean, you know, Gertner does Gertner uh, at the beginning, and, and that's all I can say about it, but...
5: I I did like him describing Big Dick Dudley as every fan's biological father.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah,
6: that was good. But it was just, I don't know, like this is where, I mean, like the the comment that Joey Styles made earlier like got to me and I'm like, yeah, every fucking thing. It's just like, none of it makes sense. There are no, I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be chaos, but at some point, like no repercussions dilutes what's happening.
4: I want to make a point on top of that, they booked the Dudleys to be damn near indestructible. They eat, like, a combined, like, ten finishers Mm -hmm. before they're finally subdued by interference by RVD and Sabu. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I know at one point, one takes two roaring elbows. You get the Nutcracker sweet, Mm -hmm. among others. And, I I mean, I almost thought, like, because we've seen this in wrestling, whenever, um, whenever one guy hits his finisher... And then, for whatever reason, the ref the ref is maybe right there to make the counter. He does, and it's a two counter. Like, uh oh, he's already done his finisher. So that means the other guy's probably going to get the win. Right? You know? It's usually how this works out. Instead, you know, they <clears throat> they proceed to eat like a host of other finishers before finally with the RVD and Sabu, which they end up pulling out a um, pull out the chairs. They clobber him, leg drop and splash. We saw that uh, we saw that a couple shows ago when they had
2: that tag match together they did this spot with waiting. the yeah mm-hmm. they did that double um I, I keep waiting for the time where they do that they do that move coming up and rob van dam's eyelid gets ripped off oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and it just hangs and i keep forgetting i don't remember what match it is but yeah like he was basically like holding it like up to his eye nice but like yeah i, I agree like the one part of the shenanigans that i didn't like was jeff jones like, I i don't like yeah, jeff yeah. jones yeah uh like he he did he did have a humorous moment where Masato Tanaka was trying to say something to him, and Jeff Jones said, "What the fuck are you saying?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, there's a I, there's a hiccup in the match with Devon, uh, and Lord knows the uh, security guys try to help him. Devon has the bitchest time trying to get the table into the ring.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's all wrapped up in all the cords. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But he didn't he he didn't know that, and he couldn't see it. But he still got it in the ring.
4: Um uh, what did you, how did you guys feel about uh mahoney and Tanaka getting the belts? Did you feel like that did't dun-
5: feel special
4: no right that's
5: because the- of r v d and sabu basically having to gift them the uh the titles this yeah. is only the second- also we forgot Masato Tanaka kicks out of the three d yeah, that's that that's got buried year. by history quickly, didn't
2: it? Yeah, I think Bachmania. Oh, yeah. I think Bachmania brought that up a few months ago when there was a clip on TNA of Bubba Ray Dudley like berating one of his opponents, and he said, "You kicked out of the 3D. No one has ever kicked out of the 3D before." And then Matthew did like a smash cut of Masato Tanaka kicking out of it <laughs> in ECW. Yeah, but yeah, no yeah. one, no one talks about that anymore.
4: Right? No, you're right, Martin. I got a, it. It totally got buried. I it does like it, it just feels like when you have this super heel team like it's got to be a it's got to be a hell of a team that's going to knock them off not to take anything away from but they're not even really like a, a tag team they're just kind of put together because of circumstance like they both were right. guys that kind of got uh clobbered and screwed over by the dudleys Masato's
2: not a tag team wrestler
4: yeah so, no. so
5: that's- if this hadn't have been for the belt it would have been fine as a as a clusterfuck but I'm with Jason. The the sheer amount of just extras that get at, that get piled on top of everything in this show, it eventually starts to collapse under its own weight.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the you know a couple. What was it? The Wrestlepalooza where Balls and Axel are going after the tag titles against Lance and and Chris Candido. And they don't get him. And it's not like Axel's not there. It's not like he's hurt or, you know, he's got a broken neck like Pitbull 1 or whatever, and he's not around. It's just he's just out there interfering in the match and, you know, help someone else win the tag titles with his tag team partner. That's a little weird to me. Yeah.
2: And it's is the only the second pay-per-view we've seen Tanaka in. I think that's got another thing to do with it, too, that, that the Dudleys, the most badass tag team in ECW, uh, get beaten by two guys who haven't really been together that oh, long. Right. Like right. these these guys are brothers.
4: It just felt like it, they needed to save this title change for a, maybe a maybe a team you could really build something on for the future. Uh-huh. So um, we exit from here, and then we go to a uh, promo for the Triple Threat. <sighs> um. Well, our, our buddy, our buddy Shane, as we'll call him. He just
2: sucks himself off like a champ here, doesn't he? Well, sure. He really goes for it. <laughs> I like watching Candida. He's, he's done, the
5: full prince thing, has he? Yeah,
2: like watching Candida during the promo. That's what I ended up doing. I was like, "What's? How's he reacting to this?" And watching Francine, like they, they, are they
4: like having her get dressed, like behind them, oh. which I guess was the only, like,
2: didn't see that.
4: The only way to kind of elevate things. They thought <laughs> there is the sad line you're talking about. They're gonna be friends mm-hmm. after they retire in ten years, and yeah, it's. But it's setting up for. I feel like this is an old comic book because there used to be Fantastic Four versus new Fantastic Four. You've got Triple Threat versus the new Triple Threat coming up in the main event. Which I didn't know I, at the time I was like, oh, so that's our main event. We're going to have a, a six-man. Like, oh, okay. But, you know, we'll we'll get there. But up next, we talked about this earlier. Now here we go. Just Incredible and Jack Victory versus Tommy Dreamer and who? <laughs>
5: Some bum just who just wanders out.
4: That's that's exactly what I thought too. I was like, wait, who, who is, secur- that guy? is security gonna
6: stop that man? <laughs> yeah. Mikey shipwreck. What's he doing back? <laughs> and to be honest, if it wasn't for Jake's surprise pop up appearance during the uh Tommy Dreamer Jerry Lawler, I wouldn't have recognized him then anyway.
3: Yeah.
6: No. <laughs> I mean he does he looks you know I mean, what's he weird?
2: I don't know, but you got to know that Tommy was in dire straits to have to give Jake Roberts a call.
6: Yeah. <laughs> he's There's a guy in serious. the crowd that's constantly yelling at Jake that he's a has-been and he needs to take <laughs> his boots off. And take what? His boots off. Because he's wearing, like, the Jake, the, they look like not Jake the Snake boots with those jogging pants tucked into them. It just, you know, it just adds to the schlumminess. But this guy is like all over him until he realizes Jake's not going to listen to him, until he finally gives <laughs> up. It's a good four minutes of, of yeah, has been. It's just it's horrible.
2: I'm amazed that Jake was able to keep it together. Yeah, because that's one thing I, I was kind of waiting for.
4: He is pretty good in this match for w- for what <laughs> it is. Exactly, like he delivers. Like it, his, his that
2: life. we'll get to it, but oh,
4: no. <laughs> all right, so. Um, of course, you knew was you knew how this was gonna be booked. Jake's gonna get the hot tag because yep. there's no way he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna <laughs> they're gonna build heat on him. No, 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 no. Um,
5: well, he, could, he well, A man that. I mean, this must be the first time ever, and perhaps the only time ever that a semi-main event is is wrestled by someone wearing a Wigan Warriors rugby league shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I of all the places I. Expected to see the company named Norweb, which is a, a Northern England electricity supplier, who sponsors that team. Fucking hell! On an ECW <laughs> show.
4: We, we've talked about. We, we've sadly seen this before. Tommy Dreamer matches. We've seen it with a lot of matches, as we've talked about already. But a, a Tommy Dreamer matches, if you take overbooked and kind of add an exponent to it, that's where we get. That's where we head. the carousel of characters in this match. Is hilarious.
2: Well, Incredible starts playing by freebird rules.
4: Yeah, so Jason it's pops awesome. up and he wants to get
2: involved. <laughs> he wants to play. You notice that Tommy Dreamer loves taking the crotch on the guardrail. He, yes. Like, yep. It's it's now become noticeable. And to piggyback off that, Justin Credible likes taking the crotch baseball slide into the turnbuckle. <laughs> yep. He's every single match, same fucking thing. Um. Jake gets the hot tag and within
4: seconds is calling for the DDT which then leads to a, an um, talk about legend returning that you didn't expect here he comes <laughs> folks the one man gang yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he looks a
2: little he looks a little yeah.
6: he looks he like um, almost as small as he was for the 2001 Rumble yeah. he looks like yeah. uh
2: Bane yeah, from Batman and Robin before he, when becomes... he gets all the juice out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he does a up at, all, at all. oh god. I don't, I don't know how devastating a 230 pounds splash is, but
4: so he comes out with Ron Price and uh Who? Right? Yeah. and they proceed to gang up on Jake and Dreamer. And then of course the music hits. And I write, fucking hell, it's New Jack and Cronus swinging as hard as they possibly can at anybody in the way. Um, Jake stays out of it, probably for the best. You see Jake kind of,
0: fuck, I would love to see Uh-oh. New Jack and <laughs> nice. See what the <laughs> hell happens. He's like, here is New Jack. Yeah, oh.
6: He's can like, like and Beth Ellman's like, I know this tune. And he just like moseys on out of
2: the ring. <laughs> Jake hears the music and just, what the fuck? Fuck.
4: <laughs> well, shit. I, my no, favorite bit here. I get this, and I put it up. When Lance Wright decides to do
2: that goofy flip <laughs> in the ring, it <laughs> Jake <he> just, immediately. <laughs> dude, it's the, he gives him the Clint Eastwood punch, yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then stomps him for
4: good measure afterwards. I mean, for just fuck it, let's just do it. Well, it's
2: great. And Jake loses it. Like, he goes after Chastity. Yeah, uh, uh, no. Nope.
4: Yeah. Ch- Chastity goes for a low blow on Jake. Big mistake. Um, Dreamer hits a spike pile driver on her. Jake then hits a low blow on Nicole Bass to a thunderous ovation. And then follows it up with a thunderous DDT. You can (laughs) say what you
2: want. (laughs) Say what you want want about Jake Roberts. He can always do the best DDT. I saw that thing and I was like, oh! Like, the only guy that can do a DDT and make me go, oh, that's a finish.
6: <laughs> that looks
2: <Yeah>. devastating. <laughs> but,
6: but <laughs> it, it also doesn't hurt that Nicole Bass sold it like a corpse. Well, I think like because she doesn't go real. <laughs> yeah, she, the headplant. She goes face down uh, on here. I like that. You know, super out of shape, Cronus, John Cronus, can still pull off the four fifty. Yeah, yeah. It looks. And good, He too. does not look like in the best of shape. Mm-hmm. They will just stick him with anybody. Yeah, and for some <laughs> reason, after he hits the four fifty. The ref just goes, fuck it, and starts to count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Is it Dreamer who has to say, no, he's not
2: in this? Yeah. Lay off the bong, Pee Wee. So
4: So then Jake drops a DDT on Just Incredible on the ladder for the the team to win, which I was like, oh, so this is Dreamer's match, and he doesn't even get the win. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So... Tommy Dreamer, Jake Roberts, come away with the victory. I will say, like Jake is what made this. Sure, is totally what made this match uh, for me, and I, I assume for for most of you guys. Oh, Charlie, overall, yeah. did you did you like this? Because we we've oh, criticized. God, no. No. <laughs> no. no,
5: it's it's oh. fucking awful.
4: Oh, it's it's, it's trash. <laughs> Uh, I want to see. Does that two? Can we like, <laughs>
2: give that two out of five? Oh, it's a two. It's a two. It a solid two. One star for the sh- uh, for the short arm clothesline. One star for the DDT that he gave to Nicole Bass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's terrible, but it's cool to see Jake Roberts like wrestling in a match in yeah, ECW. Yeah. Yeah. New Jack. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! It's it's just obligatory that he's gonna come out and fuck somebody's shit. I just love when he gets a guitar. And he's like, why is this a thing with him? He starts. He does this every single time. Oh, oh.
6: Jason, what did you think of this man? What did I think of this? Uh, that's a good way to put it. Uh, I was wondering why the fuck Jack Victory was out there. Um. That's what I was thinking. Jacks, he he just disappears, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not in it. Like that's when the the Freebird rules kick in, where all of everyone is out there. He leaves uh, going in except him. At some point though, when New Jack's out there, it and Tom and and Jack Victory's laying out. You know, there's some there's. Is their own feud clearly from the beginning, uh, which also happens to be a big trend in ECW pay per views recently, where before the show starts, someone is taken away either by the police or the paramedics and somehow come back uh, just in time. But it looks like that New Jack is stabbing uh, Jack Victory with something a lot, and someone's like pushes him off of him and drags him out because he yeah. is soaked in blood.
2: Yeah, and it, like it's not that it's not even that Jason enters the match when he comes in. Justin Incredible actually tags him. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's what gets Jason in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> it's
5: just bonkers.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this...
5: perhaps that's perhaps it's it's the touch and he, he's got like a, a secret button on him, and he's like he's a wrestler now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's where so it's like a, like a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so after this thing concludes afterwards here Tommy grabs a chain which I was like oh what's he going to do here he does nothing he puts the chain down and that's the end of it
5: he He, looks so fucked off he looks so angry at the end of
4: this yeah I think he is too I absolutely think so he high fives Jake and walks out only to have you know who Terry Funk return (laughs) and congratulate him unceremoniously he calls Jake a piece of crap he says Tommy has used him which provokes which provokes my favorite Jake the Snake reaction about oh, fucking am out. Dude, I wrote it too.
6: <laughs> I have got to see somebody about some
2: crap. I've dude. got
4: too many domestic problems myself to get involved in this. He's,
2: he's, he's looking for that paycheck.
4: He's just not, that's, that's all I needed to do.
0: I was told there'd be no drama. <laughs> <laughs> just exit. His exit
2: is hilarious because it's right in the middle of the assault on yeah. Tommy Drake. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Funk calls
4: Dreamer an asshole and keeps pushing him to the point where Tommy turns his back on him and won't hit him. Funk unloads on Dreamer, rams his head into the ramp, and Joey just basically calls Funk a sellout for going to the WWF and taking an easier schedule and making a movie. And the yeah. whole and continuously overselling the fact that Tommy won't fight, and Tommy needs to fight Funk. So uh, yeah. We're building this something. We're building a something. We just don't know what. Yeah. To-
6: and there need to be more B-downs with live mics, because that is incredible. <laughs> yes.
2: I actually wrote cross to paycheck.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> i got to get
6: it Poughkeepsie
4: tonight, so you better have that <laughs> shit ready.
5: Um, also, at this point, this was precisely the point in the evening <laughs> where fan with whistle can fuck
6: right off. Oh, oh yeah. No. Yeah. yeah! You mean the Bill Alphonse wannabe?
5: Oh yeah.
2: fuck
6: that
5: guy! And then, and then uh, in the next, in the main event, we've got Alfonso out right there, so we've got like Whistle War Three. Yeah, is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: right, well, is... I like uh, going back to the last match. I like how Alfon- Fonzie is in the crowd before Sabu and RVD come out. He comes moseying through, blowing that whistle in the crowd. That's when I knew something was up. I was like, oh shit, here they come! Because the chance crowd starts going Fonzie, and here come yeah. Rob Van Dam and, and Sabu. It's but fist- it, you didn't know it because that guy had been blowing the whistle the whole fucking night.
2: It's up there in terms of annoyance with, I believe, SummerSlam '92 when they're when that guy that's blowing the air horn, yeah, like through the entire show. Martin, that's, you,
4: that's,
6: that's that's when yeah, you that's at.
4: our thing.
2: I was actually that's our
6: thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, Martin was like, that was me. <laughs> um,
4: so as we move away from this, Joey has this cut to a promo of RVD and Sabu with RVD kind of you know doing his thing, he's stealing the spotlight, whatever. But um. The promo then that we cut to Taz doing a, a promo for the match, which you know a Taz I've seen pro- one Taz exactly, promo, yeah. exactly. So this sets up a very intriguing match because does it? Well, I'm I'm talking about on paper. Like, <laughs> I love the idea of the trip of this new triple threat being too. Taz. I do too, because especially when they all pose together. We're the real triple threat. Yeah, that we're right.
2: the real triple threat.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, any match that involves the triple threat. And Shane Douglas can't begin without another Shane Douglas promo. You better cut it. You better cut that fucking music, Gary. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that it actually gets a pop yes. from the crowd. Cut the fucking music. Yeah! Oh, Jesus. And I guess is, we're...
4: Heal Shane again? I don't know. I, I It's hard to tell anymore. Go ahead, Jason. This is the
6: exact same... Pre-opening Target Black Friday employee hype-up speech that he gives every year. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> standing on top of register four.
6: He is. He is like. Turn they're, the, the belt off. Just hear like Christmas music. Cut the fucking music. Those doors are gonna open, and these people are gonna want their toy. I mean, just oh, my winter God. is <laughs> coming. <laughs> it's, it was just. Uh, like you Same. just did a promo. Why do you need to do another promo? Let one of the others do it. I mean, it might not be good, but at least it'll be different. Right. Oh, All right. Shame. Um, <laughs>
4: uh, what's hilarious is he called he calls RVD a franchise wannabe twice, a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he proceeds to reintroduce everybody. Like like the the guy's already taken care of that. The announcers already introduced them, but he decides I need to introduce them. Myself, I just want to
2: talk more,
4: right? And so, RVD and the Dudley, or RV, I'm sorry, RVD and Sabu come out. They are attacked by the Dudleys, kind, and it makes sense. You know, getting back to their thing earlier. I'm yep. like, All right, that makes sense, so to speak. But again, we're overbooking right off the bat. We need to have we need to have run ins before the match starts. So let's do it. Um, the the bump RVD takes off the ramp looks. Oh, the one
2: where he goes into the crowd into yeah. the guardrail. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he he disappears for a second. And then all of a sudden, guardrail. Taz gets a mega entrance with uh,
4: the lights going out for him to go in and clean out. Taz taker. Oh, yeah. Taz taker. Yeah. Just get ready for Dude, Sabu's that... next month. Oh, man. I was... <laughs> what the?
6: That's... What is going on? That bump Or that super belly-to-belly over underhook suplex, whatever it was he gave to Bubba?
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: Fucking insane!
4: I love the trash talk with Taz and Douglas. So fuck you, Taz! Fuck you! Come get some, motherfucker!
2: Like oh Oh, god, God. oh man, (laughs) oh oh, oh, oh. I'm at a six. (laughs) Back up! (laughs) I'm at a
3: six. Oh god!
2: (laughs) I love that Bam Bam's wearing his classic yellow flame attire. You know, I you don't see that a lot in ECW, but like I'm. That was my favorite. After yeah, for him. Um, yeah. Okay. So
4: I, I wanted. I wrote. This I think RVD records the quickest frog splash in the history. It's, it has no it's, buildup. <laughs> uh, 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 instantly, like just he. The process of guy being slammed or whatever close to the to the turnbuckle. That time it takes from when that ends to him going to the top. It's one the,
2: motion. It's from the incredible. Top to the jump. I have yeah. It was awesome. This yeah. is the match where Sabu does the sex couple jump splash. Yeah. yeah, he he jumps yeah. off the chair, hits the top rope, reconsiders, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but instead of just falling down, he jumps back on the chair, jumps back to the top rope, and just fuck it. <laughs> like,
6: and the whole phenomenal. time, Shane and Candido are just looking straight up in they, the air. Yeah, right? they're
2: just waiting. And RVD like I
4: guess needs to work in his flipping. He loves to do the flipping attack to the outside on Bamz. Bam.
6: That is his
2: guy. <laughs> That's my guy to do it. Yep, <laughs> every time.
4: Yeah. Um.
2: So here's where here's where it, it's an interesting finish here that they go for. Oh, oh. Oh, it's, oh sorry. To go back to that Van Dam leap. That thing was fucking dangerous. Oh yeah. Because uh, man, Taz Irish whips Shane Douglas into that rope right as as RVD jumps off of it. Like if that timing had just been like i like guess half a second slower for RVD, that would have that could have been really bad.
4: Oh yeah, he flipped into yeah. the rail. Yeah, oh, he, he hit he the rail. Oh yeah,
2: he would have face first into the yeah. post.
4: Um, Taz, like we're building towards because in the midst of this, even though it's it's the triple threat and the new triple threat or the real triple threat, whatever you want to call them, the core of this match is Taz and Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. That's what we're in the and we've been building towards this now for over a year, I think. Like we've seen this ever since. Remember the Remember the night where Shane won the title from Bam Bam? Mm-hmm. And yep. that was when he, Taz had locked in the Taz mission earlier in the night. And we were confused as a, is he the underdog? Or, or, or what is Shane? Right. So he locks it in on Shane. And it's like massive pop because we've been building towards this. Sabu is like, fuck the both of you. Arabian Face Buster. And which looks like it, it hits both guys. Like clearly like smashes both badly. Yeah. Um, And it allows him to be able to pick up the pin on Shane Douglas. So our faces win, but there's some heat afterwards. And I think that was pretty good. I Mm -hmm. thought that was a good – of all their finishes, this was probably the most calculating one because it leaves a thread still hanging for Mm -hmm. Taz and Shane. Like, I didn't get him to tap out, and that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So did you like that, man?
2: The match? Yeah. It's okay. But, I mean, that finish – Oh, the finish? Yeah. Oh, the finish is great. Um I definitely think he hit Taz more with that chair. Like Taz looked looked like Taz really got hit. And he looked really and pissed. And he looked really pissed. I was trying to read that. And it was weird because Taz was approaching Sabu and getting in his space. And then when Taz would walk away, Sabu would walk over and like shove Taz in the back of the head or something. Uh, yeah. And it was just like should be the opposite. RVD's hilarious in the background. Like, hey, 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 hey.
4: Uh, <laughs> Martin, talk about the match, talk about the finish. What'd you think?
3: Uh,
5: the match itself was fine. Um it a bit chaotic it was a bit hard to work out just who was doing what to whom. Um the finish, yeah, that was that was neat. Um the only thing I took away from it is like yeah the face faces won, but it, it this felt like such a throwaway to build to something down the line. Which is is that what you want from your WrestleMania main event? So that's my only real issue with it. The match itself is, is, is fine. But the finish left me a little bemused.
4: Jason,
6: what did you think of the match and the finish? I like the the big, kind of the beginning part after the Dudleys were cleared out was kind of cinematic in the way that, that Bam Bam is out there taking on Rob Van Dam and Taz, while Shane and Chris Candino are in there just working on Sabu's broken neck. Yeah. And they just keep cutting. I wish they would have stayed on. I mean, we get what's going on here. There's absolutely no offense coming from Sabu. We're just seeing a beatdown. But, like, you know, Rob Van Dam and Taz taking on Bam Bam Bigelow, and he's just finning them both off in the crowd. Seems so much more interesting to me. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. I think with the finish left, it was because, it, like you said, there's still a thread between Taz and, and Shane. They're kind of bringing up, still saying, you know, even though these guys teamed up as far as Sabu and Taz, they still fucking hate each other. Right. And this isn't, like, the typical wrestling. Well, you know, you and I fought for a year and a half, and you slept with my wife, but you helped me with that one guy, so we're cool now, kind of thing. Um, I like that. I I think it helped. But I'm with Martin, like, that's that's not how WrestleMania should go out the air. Um, I I think...
4: All that's valid. I almost... That, that's why, like, when you take into account all that, and we've seen these things throughout the entire night, the overbooking and all this stuff, this felt more like an In Your House from WWF in a lot of ways. Like, it felt like that type of show, where it's like, this doesn't feel like a core pay-per-view show. It's like, we got a bridge to get to the next one. And that's weird, because it's November to remember. That mm-hmm. I feel like it's supposed to be bigger. <laughs> what well, I want to talk about here real quick is, one of my favorite sites to look at before I go to the... Before we start watching, Is always, we talk about cagematch.net. And they have a pretty good rating system. The site's been around a while, so... This thing had a total of 13 votes, and it ended up with about a 5.07, which I was like, sounds about right. It's about a, eh, it's not a great pay-per-view, but I don't think it's a terrible pay-per-view, so I thought that was about right. I'm going to read the latest comment to you, because this was somebody who voted it at a zero. What? Uh, A zero? Here we go. How in the world did ECW go from the stellar heatwave 98 to this this schlock? I said Russell Palooza's (laughs) opener had some dudes competing for worst looks ever but November to remember 1998 exceeds it. A supernova, the blue meaning, with a G on the end, I... Uh, <laughs> the blue meaning. There's a character. Danny Doran.
2: That, wow, that is... Yeah, let's let's hang what? on this for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, a, a character with, a,
5: like, an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Interesting, <laughs> I think would be amazing. It looks like
2: the blue meaning.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Roadkill all look, in all caps, atrocious. Who booked this trash from top to bottom? I hate it. I hate it all. Is that caps? Is that yes. why you're yelling?
0: Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall it's about accurate. 5.07 in terms of the rating. The comment is a little hyperb- little little bit of hyperbole there. But 5.07 I think is about right. I, I did not feel like this was as bad as some of the ones we had seen mm-hmm. you know, earlier from 98. But it definitely was not. I mean... And granted, like, unfortunately, this one had to follow Heat Wave, which was just I, on the yeah. same site was a, over a nine out of ten rating. But um, would you guys all, each of you, certain, Charlie, do you think that's accurate? About five?
2: I'd give it a little bit more. Yep. I'd probably like give it a five point five or a six. It's it's watchable. It's it's entertaining for what it is. But um, yeah, it sucks to come off of Heat Wave uh, to to come to this. But it could have been so much worse. Sure, of course. Yeah, there's there's matches on here that I like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's it's it's fine.
4: Martin, do you agree? Oh
5: yeah, yeah. It's It's a fine show, but it is weird because it's like, yeah, here's fucking Mabel <laughs> like in nineteen ninety eight. Here's one the one man one-man gang. Here's Jake Roberts wearing a weird rugby shirt. Here's Terry <laughs> Funk wearing a Graduation multiple. <laughs> what the fuck
3: is the show?
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I think next show is the one where Paul's like, hey, we have to have this like, have to have this opening with him. Like, you know what? We have people that aren't showing up tonight. We have people that can't be here. But you know what? We're going to put on a show for you.
2: That felt like violent like, <laughs> fucking You're ready for it.
4: But um, Jason, overall, would how do you feel about that five rate? Do you think that's about accurate? Would you put it higher or lower?
6: I would put it, like Charlie said, maybe 5.5 because it's, you know, barely above average Um, as far as, like you said, you know, it's definitely entertaining. There was a lot of it that was, you know, it might not be the best kind of entertainment, but it was there. Um, I'm like with Martin about it being so weird, especially because if I remember they were calling out WCW early on for their use of older wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And, at least, and I'll say this: at least, you know, the WW's use of older wrestlers were relevant wrestlers,
2: right? Or icons?
6: Yeah.
2: Yep. We got one man gang. Looks like he's
6: about to enter the
2: cruiserweight <laughs> he's the one division. One man diet. I mean, yeah, like, it's insane. Um, he's...
5: one man gang auditioning for two or five live. <laughs> <laughs> the,
6: the, the no man gang. Oh, the no man gang. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So that wraps up November to Remember ninety eight. A interesting year that we've closed out. It seemed like it, it it took a little bit. We had a we we staggered there and it seemed like in the beginning there between Living Dangerously,
2: Boy, those two shows running. Russell Palooza. Like yep. Oh so. my god, yeah.
4: So it, it took some time, but by the time they got the heat wave, you could see where we're headed in the right direction. And there's some like I mean, there are some great superstars on this card. It's just not, not the most overwhelmingly great card in the world, but still it, it leaves us with some interesting things coming up with uh, 1999 here, which is probably the peak, isn't it? Is that what a lot of I people say? I would say it's the
2: peak. I would. I don't know what... I've heard that before, paint. and I,
4: I just wanted to see if that's a consensus. I've heard 99 is the peak, and I th- Guilty as charged will be uh, our next show, which is the... I guess that's their January show? Yep. Uh, up rumble. until
2: the time when they go out of business.
4: Man, imagine that month. Yeah, hell, that That rumble, and...
2: Oh, yeah, and Guilty as Charged is act- was actually the final pay-per-view that they did before they closed their doors. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some significance there.
4: So, let's get into plugs real quick. Let's start with Jason, who, uh, let's go ahead and share the news, my friend, uh, is going to be on the Gore Horseman
6: podcast. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Sorry, and I can't remember what corresponding pay-per-view the name of it is. Uh, off the top of my head, but it's the well, one um, what's,
5: with... What's the month? What
6: month and year is it? Uh, October 2003. It's the one with Vince versus Stephanie.
2: Oh, uh, no mercy. No. Oh, oh, I'm that sorry. Is, <laughs> well, at
4: least a, you get hey, Bubba
6: Hotep. Right, right. That's going uh, to be super fun. I, I reached out to them because it was just on randomly on TV, and I was like, it'd be fun to hear you guys talk about it. And then I was like, I'll be happy to do it. And we just put it together. So that's going to be coming up uh, with them real soon. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a nice break from uh, all the school shit I've had to do. Martin, how about you, man?
5: Um, The only thing I've got in the pipeline is uh, the year-end list of the weird-ass wrestling toys I've managed to get in 2016. Um, That's going to be... Well, that's almost written. Just need to do some more photography and get it online. That's going to be on 4cronline.com. Oh, I can't um, that's, that that's going right.
4: to be a pin to the profile there. That's good.
5: <laughs> um, and that's going to be like my point bullet point to end 2016 on. Take a break over the Christmas period and then start again with something as I as I find my way through life again.
6: Sure. Nice. Go ahead and spell it for us. Giant vibrating Goldberg is number one, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finishes you in less than two minutes. <laughs> There's
2: a fear the spear joke here somewhere. Charlie, got anything going on? Uh, other than the podcast I'm uh, about to start up for, um, you know, what year did that come out? Where we talk about an individual year and, tw- and a, a movie for each month. Uh, you know, the history of the movie, what, what else came out around that time. Uh, and and that's going to go in with our new Twitter feed, which yeah, you can talk about that.
4: Uh, yeah, you know, we'll get to that. We don't have the specific details,
2: Correct. Right.
4: Yeah, but that'll be coming down the line. There'll be something like that coming down the line. So, but other than that, I, I don't have. Any, I don't think I have anything on there either. No, uh huh, no. But um, we are on Facebook at uh, New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. God, I don't think there's anything else like new that's come down the pipe. But yeah. Um, in terms of personal handles, I'm at William Rankin83.
6: I'm at the Jason Keesley.
2: I'm at CM Underscore Stabs.
4: And I'm at And we're gonna see you guys for it, it'll be in this that episode should drop around right around Christmas. I think it'll be Guilty as a very Merry Christmas. Guilty as charged. Ninety nine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm upper upper class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. The social pages say I've got the biggest ball It's my belief that my big ball should be held every night. We've got big balls! balls. We've got big balls. balls!